Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Very, very much. It's been a pleasure playing for you. Oh, what a show. Let me get a shower first. Hey, uh, Mr. Vega, Mr. Vega, oh, you, you, you cannot go. The people want more, please. Play only one more song. Oh, yeah? Please, Mr. Vega. Oh, yeah? I don't see nothing wrong with it. But my bed left already, so there's no support for me. Uh, oh, uh, I uh, can't fix that problem. Uh, I fixed it already. <laughs> uh, yeah. My brother will support oh, me. Okay. This is a funky, funky salsa bed. <laughs> it's a best salsa bed in the whole wide world. Believe me, when I say so, I say so. Uh, so when you say so, you say so. When I say so, you say so. Okay, but hmm, listen, I'm the Mambo King and not no salsa king. You do, Mr. Vega. I know, I know. All right, you convinced me. I do. Everybody and welcome to another edition of Stand by Your Band. Uh, I am Tom Takar, joined by for another week by the Prince of Snarkness, Tommy McNamara. Tommy Snacknamara, more yes. like it. Looking sharp in that shirt, buddy. And in honor of our uh, of our guest, whose last name is Lubega and goes by Lubega, I will yes. be going by McNamara. Ooh, I like that. Kind of cool. That's not bad. Yeah, I didn't know that Lubega was his last name until today. Me neither. Yeah. I thought his name was Lubega. But indeed, it is not. It's uh, it's the he's a German man. It turns out. Let's uh, let's introduce our guest before we get too far. To, the wonderful Brittany Carney is on Hello, today. Hello, thank you so much for having me. We're Thanks so excited, so much for doing this. <laughs> I also this is just, insane. Until this moment, did not know that his name, his first name, was not Lou. Yep, uh, <laughs> David Lubega is David, his name. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he should have kept that. Yep. Yeah, yes. has a lot of character. He is a German recording artist, which I also did not know. It's bizarre. Yeah. yeah apparently, his father is Ugandan, but uh, and his mother was Sicilian. Well, you know what Chelsea Handler said when she heard that? Uh, you got to be kidding me! Exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it took me a second. I was like, uh, "Dear Uganda, it's me." <laughs> We have to. We can't get away from. We need to talk about that skit. Uh, yes, <laughs> from Lubega's album that Wait, we just played. That was a skit. I consider uh, it. I think he thinks it's a skit. That wasn't just yeah. audio from his green room. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that we were just a fly on the wall in a day in the life of Lubega. <laughs> Wait, so that guy was gonna sing sal- or play salsa? Where's sal- salsa? So, is from where? Uh, I mean, I, I think just, it's from Argentina. Argentina. He was like some version. Of like some s- sort of Spanish-speaking world version I mean, of the French guy from The Little Mermaid, you know what I mean? Like, like yes, sort of cartoonish. I mean, it's, I knowing that Vegas Lubega is German. Uh, on top of this, that has got to be racist, right? <laughs> that whole thing, <laughs> that voice, yeah. the voice when, feels racist. When he said, uh, <laughs> "When I sigh so," what does that even mean? That was a joke, and then Lou Vega is acting like he's not in on the joke. He's like, "Okay, if you sigh so." <laughs> And then I say, it doesn't make any sense. What what drives me crazy about that minute of audio is that, so allegedly he is, we hear the crowd and he is literally just getting off stage. And then he goes, my band already left. (laughs) When did they leave? (laughs) 
in the three seconds between leaving must, the stage. There must be a go. lot of animosity. <laughs> <laughs> like, do they, like, jetpack out of there? <laughs> I don't get how they could leave. <laughs> it's such a stretch. The whole album is kind of this weird concept thing of, like, him. It's like he's doing a fake live show. It's very oh, strange. Because right. I'm pretty sure it starts with that, like... I want to hear the beginning because we should just immediately. Is that the beginning or closer to? The no, that's the last. Uh, there's then it goes into a salsa version or a salsa song oh. called Mam- Mambo Mambo, I think, or Mamba Mamba. Let me see here. Oh my god, the whole trajectory uh, is an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, it's called Mambo Mambo, and it's not the worst song on the album. <laughs> uh, the whole thing is so deeply cinematic. <laughs> so this is Mambo number five. Uh, you know it, you love it. Um, here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo number five. What is that instrument? <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Everybody in the car, so come on, let's ride to the liquor store around the corner. The boys say they want some gin and juice, but I really don't want to be a buzz like I had last week. I must stay Talk is cheap. I like Angela, Pamela, Sandra, and Rita. And as I continue, you know they're getting sweeter. I've always thought that that line was offensive because it's like you just said a bunch of names, <laughs> and as I continue, there. What if you were Sandra? I'd be like pissed. I mean, you're like the first one. No, Angela's the first. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. it might be Angela from the Office. Who that is could, not very. Sweet. She's not sweet. That, that makes sense. But she's hot. She has an appeal. That's true. Right? That you, is... want, you want her to like you? Maybe I don't know. That is true. <laughs> I like Angela, Mindy Kaling, <laughs> and Pam. Brittany as a... Craig as a, Robinson. Um, <laughs> sorry. Did it offend you to not have the name Brittany in this song? <laughs> well, as an 11-year-old, actually, I probably wished that, like... First of all, I feel like this was... The reason that that song and Lubega, I think, means a lot to me is because I feel like it was coinciding my realization that I could be a sexual being, you know? <laughs> and I think I wish that I had a name that was, like, more flowery with more A's or mm, something. You know, sure. you know, maybe inherently I didn't realize that now in reflection I realized that's what it was. Like, that was my draw to the song. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's hear some more. So what can I do? I really bag you, my lord. To me, learn is just like a sport. I used to love that. What that a great sound song. That, that ah. <laughs> I did notice, I was thinking about this song recently, it's very strange that he says, you can't run and you can't hide. <laughs> That's like a terrifying thing to tell a woman. <laughs> oh, it doesn't age well. But no, no, it does not. It's what 1999 wanted and liked. Yes. I, I was watching, actually, speaking of like running, I was like uh, listening to that song today, uh, walking home from work, but I didn't have earphones, so I was... Um, just sort of playing it from my phone, but like into my ear. Yeah. Because I was scared that people would realize I like mostly just like teenagers leaving school would realize that I was listening to that song. And I was like, wait a second. This is what I would want if I get married for like my wedding, uh, like song, we're like walking to the altar. 
I think I would. I mean, it's a feel-good jam. Who listens to the lyrics, right? I don't know if it's exactly the right uh, message, but right. that feeling dawned on me. I like that. Honestly. You can't run and you can't hide. <laughs> <laughs> to talk about yeah, the yeah, lyrics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, w- I was reading an interview with, uh, with Mr. Lou Bega, and uh, <laughs> this is what he said about it. He said... Uh, Okay, there, there's a deeper level. When you actually listen to it as a song, the first verse is about repentance, actually. <laughs> he said this sentence? This, is, this was what he said in uh, Vanity Fair, <laughs> yeah. And the first verse, the lyrics are, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo number five, <laughs> and then one, two, three, four, five, everybody in the car, so come on, let's ride to the liquor store around the corner. The boys say they want some gin and juice, but I really don't want to. Right. Is that the start of the repentance? I don't know. I think so. A Beer pious bust. man. Beer bust like I had last week. I must stay deep because talk is cheap. Damn. And then he named some women. And then here's where he gets to the part. He says, so what can I do? I really beg you, my lord. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> to me, flirting, it's just like a sport. So the, there's ah. one sentence that could be... Yeah. Tech, but it's immediately negated by the next sentence. Really where funny. Where he says, that... flirting is a sport. Yeah, flirting is a sport. <laughs> I love fucking. Also, God forgive me. <laughs> Just a quick. <laughs> it is fun to picture him yeah, saying this in a confessional booth. <laughs> uh, Father, whole... forgive me for I had a little bit of Angela in the sun. This was a number one hit in Germany for over 10 weeks. And when import copies started to sell in the UK, RCA released it and it went to the top. It was also a record 20 weeks at number one in France and topped the charts in most other European countries. Damn. But never number one in the United States. Is that the, is that the case? It got to number three, I think. Got to number three. I read, yeah. Interesting. Well, I, hold on. I just read something that I don't understand. It says, Bob the Builder, who is a cartoon character, had a number one UK hit with a, his version of this song. <laughs> what? Well, now we have to find it. I that. gotta we find this. Gotta we can't not play this. <laughs> what year is that? Is it? Uh, it doesn't say what year. I think I might be having a stroke. <laughs> There's no way that that's a real thing that I just read. I'm, I'm going to look it up. Uh, also, like, what's the thematic <laughs> connection there? Isn't that a children's cartoon character? Well, wasn't uh, Lubega just building relationships? Yes. That is, true. that is the true heart of the song. Okay, I found it. It's a children's music video. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we have see. to play it. Yeah, I'm, I'm loading it up here. It's actually my age, because if I'm too old, I don't think I'm allowed to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> You're too old, you get added to a list. <laughs> All right. Here is the Bob the Builder version. Mama. So excited. <laughs> Mr. Builder, Mr. Builder. <laughs> All my tools are wet. Let's go. One, two, three, four, five. Everybody's outside, so wow. let's ride to the builders out around the corner. The For guys the are home, there are visuals available. Yeah, this is a music video. In, uh, is it number one in the UK? That's the dumbest <laughs> shit. The UK is dumb as hell. No offense if you live there. The puppets are in rhythm. It's true. Hey, Bob the Builder, it's your cousin. <laughs> Listen to this. Oh, and 
you can hear their accents. They are like they're fully British in this. I thought that, I didn't know that Bob the Builder is Bob the Builder a UK cartoon. I thought that it, I mean I know it was on Nickelodeon. You no, know, a lot of them were like uh, uh, Teletubbies. Oh, okay. And the like. Yeah, mm, I never thought of that as British either. Of the Commonwealth. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, um, apparently, anyway. this song was originally done in 1952. By Gumby, no, <laughs> by the Cuban Mexican band leader Perez Prado. So it was an instrumental. He just yeah. took the track. Known as like the remix. King of the Mambo, Prado recorded numerous mambos, and when he ran out of inspiration, he would simply number them. And Mambo Number Five was one of a series of eight. See, that's the funny thing to me when I realized that he was like fully German and had spent most of his life in Germany. That song, I guess he was trying to bring back this mid-century Havana vibe. Yeah, well, he lived in Miami when he did, oh, when he did yeah. this. Oh, yeah, I didn't He moved to Miami, that. I think, after school or something. Like it's, He did spend... He's in Germany now, I believe. Oh, um, yes, as Wikipedia stated. Yes. Uh, let's see here. This was the theme song for the 2000 Democratic Convention uh, until oh, someone noticed what? the line, a little bit God. of Monica in my life. Oh, <laughs> That, that feels like so a joke. Funny. It's funny that this that says this was a theme th- song for the 2000 Democratic Convention, and it says in parentheses, Bill Clinton's party. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it wouldn't have been as close, <laughs> that 2000 election, <laughs> if, if we had kept Mambo number five? Yeah, I think... <laughs> I think if Bob the Builder was saying it, it would have been bigger. That's <laughs> insane. Al Gore is the worst presidential candidate to pair with this song. But this, that's <laughs> Hold on a second. On VH1's 100 Greatest One-Hit Wonders, Lou Bega said, When I wrote the song, I believed it could be the thing. I believed it could be the thing it is today. All people hate it completely. That's what I thought. I knew it wouldn't swim in the middle because it was too different from all the other stuff that was outside. So I'm quite happy with it. Mambo makes you happy. Latin music makes you happy. It's sexual. It's erotic. Energetic. I think that's the point. <laughs> Wait, that it's felt like nonsense. And erotic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He managed to. It's a double threat. <laughs> uh, what a song! I'm very happy we found that Bob the Builder version. That is the craziest thing ever. <laughs> Uh, he's the most wow. self-aware man. Actually, think he is the most self-aware man in music history. Well, yes, you would think that until he released this song. <laughs> Wait, no, actually, can we t- talk about the the? So the, he, the he had a break. Book. He had a long break between albums. He like he went oh because yeah. this was what ninety nine or something? yeah yeah yeah, yeah it was, was ninety nine. And then he didn't have another album until, uh, let's see here, t- t- studio albums. He had a, something called Lunatic. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was, with L-O-U? Spelled, spelled L-O-U, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then Free Again in uh, 2010. Which but is yeah, funny because Spotify, Nelly's was. group was the St. Lunatics. Right. Right? So it was kind of the same thing. The yep. same... Yeah. Yep. Same, same deal. Legacy, same deal. And, also, and I think it was around the same exact time. Time. That too, sort of yeah. early aughts. And the doctor who uh, <laughs> coined Lou Gehrig's disease. <laughs> yeah. Also, same was boat. Also a lunatic. Same school of loon sanity. Okay. So uh, uh, I do have one quote. I want one more quote. I want to read uh, from that same interview. And it, this is kind of what we're talking about. But so he's talking about his time after that first album that was such a smash. And he says, I admit, in 2001, when I was supposed to bring out the second album and 9-11 happened, <laughs> nobody <laughs> wanted fun songs for a long time. <laughs> Vegas says, for some time, he battled with whether Mob was a curse, but ultimately came to another conclusion. 
It can only be a blessing because it opened all the doors and changed my life. Any time oh, a musician man. blames 9-11 for anything, I find it so funny. Oh, yeah. Well, absolutely. I was just going to say, like, what do you think ins- inspired him to create a second album? And now I know it was 9-11 happening just long enough before <laughs> for him to at least emotionally get over it. Are we ready to mambo again? <laughs> oh, I've been ready all day. <laughs> Mambo can save us all. <laughs> the only thing that can heal this nation. I would love to hear a sad Mambo. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Watch, he'll drop a visual album next week, like Beyonce. You know, I think actually he, it's he about did, time. He actually for- just released something. He, he did? Like ju- yeah, oh, this, oh I didn't know this. this. We got to listen really, to it. It's, really uh, it's very new. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> It's uh, it's he's got his finger on the pulse, uh, on the pulse, on the pulse. Uh, he's, he's got his finger on Sarah Paulson <laughs> in the shocking video. So this is uh, a, a, what do you call it? a single uh, by Scatman John and Lou Bega oh and DJ Sky, uh, DJ Skylig uh, <laughs> club mix. Uh, here we. Go. Oh, wait. Sorry. Premature. Where is it? Okay. Here we go. It's called Scatman and Hatman. <laughs> and Scatman <laughs> is dead, by the way. Yeah. So it's not. It's, it's not. Uh, it's it's yeah. somebody yeah. put these wait, together. Wait, which one's dead? Scatman. 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 But, so he uh, he had, had no consent on this, I don't think. Scatman died in 99, and Vega was like, just what wait, brother. <laughs> the fact that it's like I'm a rhyme both. makes me feel like Bob Builder had something to do with it. You know? <laughs> All right. This is Scatman and Hatman. <laughs> I'm the scat man yeah. <laughs> And I'm the hat man <laughs> Shorty I'm not stopping On a worldwide tour Now everybody's scatting Mix it up to the sound of the mambo Yes I can't be blocking Twenty years and more Scatting new up popping Shake what your mama gave ya Scat man and hat man Traveling time Scat man and hat man I mean, that song is great. That's loud. That part's good. And what part of the world is everyone yeah, scatting? Everyone is scatting. <laughs> everyone is scatting. <laughs> A little bit of scat man in my life. <laughs> I'm the Hat Man. <laughs> the Hat Man is a stretch. And it's a self, it's definitely a self-given nickname. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everywhere, everybody wears hats. You don't get to be the Hat the Man. singular Hat Man. Just because you wore a fedora once doesn't make you the Hat Man. What does that even mean? I feel like this whole thing has been sentences that don't fully register in my brain as things that make sense. Like, I'm the Hat Man. <laughs> I'm a Hat Man. What does that mean? The Hat Man feels like a Weird Al remix. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like a like a sort of B list one. Uh, oh wow, that on, was really good. I remember I was reading a Billboard.com article about this song, and it starts with the Mambo King wanted to release a song that will rule the summer, and he says, "I think we have found one." <laughs> he was trying. Now you've heard of Hot Girl Summer. He wanted Hat Man Summer, <laughs> and that did not happen. <laughs> Oh boy, uh, <laughs> boy! Yeah, what a what a jam! That song is insane. <laughs> <It's>, 
Uh, it's oh my god. Let's see. it's him talking about it. Uh, Vega says that he shared uh, the the shared twenty year anniversary of John's death in Mambo Number no. Five ultimately led to the idea of the Scatman and Hatman track. We found out how much John and I had in common, says Vega. The guy died of a brain tumor in 99. My own father died of a similar brain tumor in 99 as well, just four weeks before the Mambo came out. <laughs> Way to make it about the Mambo. Uh, and then, of course, there's the suits and the mustaches and the retro style. What a stretch, buddy. Yes. <laughs> that, uh, well, it wasn't wild. retro style when Scatman was doing it. <laughs> uh, yeah. He said, I didn't know that he is a hero to millions of people because he took something in his life that was portrayed as weak. He was a stutterer, and to millions of stutters around the world, he is their hero because he showed them how you can turn something negative in your life into an asset. That's cool. It is, in his case, a main asset. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. There you go. That is cool. And um, Lou Vega similarly took something dumb as <laughs> hell like a fedora <laughs> and turned and into made his, hero. his greatest strength. <laughs> I'm... I am tragically bald, <laughs> <laughs> and I made it my strength. <laughs> um, I want to listen to some more songs on this album oh, because I do want to ask though before. To, uh, so wait, because this was your second choice of all the people in the world <laughs> to talk about, yes. and I do want to know how how you got there. Okay, here's why. I feel like so. My first suggestion, if anyone's curious, yes, was Fat Joe. Right. Who I still feel a little bit connected to that idea, like emotionally. I think like Fat Joe and that sort of rest of that murder ink community. Sure. For me, I was like a black kid growing up overseas, and that was like my true first connection to my blackness. I felt I was like, okay, I don't know, I'm not even sure Fat Joe is fully black, but he's like of this like hip hop urban world, and I think he's underappreciated. And then I thought of the most, and people don't always remember him. And then somehow my brain went to the most remembered but perhaps over and underappreciated simultaneously figure of that era a little bit before right yeah yeah, yeah. a little bit early it was like truly he lubega is like a truly sort of turned into the 21st century man and similarly i think i was like coming to my own as like oh i like these sort of like rhythmic beats like uh i am of the diaspora as is lubega in germany now i understand and yeah. so um you know i just think like for some reason, whatever his energy was as this sort of like Havana, small mustache fedora figure in 1999, that's what the world wanted. <laughs> right. And I think there's place for, like, I think there's been enough time lapsed for him to re-enter the zeitgeist. And that's why I suggested uh, him for this platform. I love it. Um, it was funny that we were all like so nervous about Y2K, and this soothed us. Yeah, <laughs> this, this really did bring that's us the over. Thing, it, did. it distracted us for a brief <laughs> It truly did. The terrors of technological apocalypse. No, it's true. It's like it's memes and climate change, except like he truly, you know, that was yeah. the sort of decades earlier version of that. That's so true. We were all like, hey, whatever happens with all those numbers, Lou's still going to be fucking. <laughs> He's still going to smash. <laughs> He'll still smash. Um, Where sorry, did you grow up? Overseas? Stuff. Oh, you're good. Uh, uh, sorry. It's oh, I grew up I in <laughs> the suspense. Uh, <laughs> she won't tell us. Uh, I grew up mo <laughs> mostly in <laughs> sorry Japan. It's okay. But I think when I was when I first heard Mambo Number no. Five, 1999. Yeah, I was in, living in Singapore. Which you are earlier you were talking about uh, the degrees to which Mambo Number no. Five hit like European charts. Yes. 
it hit the Singaporean t- charts very quickly and highly to my to my memory because I don't know Singapore is like colonized by the British, so it's sort of up there in that oh, world, right? Interesting. Yeah, and it yeah. just got really popular, and I think that was like when I my school in Singapore it was like an American school in Singapore. Mm. So they had like dances and that was like my first experience with that. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And I I have a very sort of nostalgic tie to hearing Mamba number no. 5 totally. and listening to the CD with my dad in the car and driving around Singapore hearing about uh I got a girl in Paris, I got a girl in Rome. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah yeah. It you is know? like an all-time car family CD for people yeah. our yeah. general <laughs> age I think like um I was just I, I just want to uh, quickly talk about the Fat Joe thing real fast because he yeah, yeah. brought up and he made news this week because he's what? Uh, he's Latino yeah uh, he and he like he's like Cuban I think um, oh there you go let's see here there's like a, there was a big story about it today because he said something about like a big bone story <laughs> <laughs> where is this he said something about like the uh, he says all Latinos are black. And he talked about. He said something like, "Like Latino people know the black experience more than some black people." Well, I said the same thing wow. <laughs> in my keynote address. I do remember yeah. that. <laughs> and we'll start with the bigger boobs. Anyway, it was just See, weird that I was like, "Oh, I just read something about him." Well, uh, that is the perfect way for Fat Joe to sort of re-enter himself into the zeitgeist in 2019. Yes. You know, yeah. make some hot take about race. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's hear uh, a little bit of a song Absolutely. off of off of the album, a little bit of Mambo. Uh, called one plus one equals two. Oh yes. <laughs> Still cracking up. <laughs> Wait, that's the longest one laugh ever. Yeah, what is it? I've ever heard. What is it? Guess. Two, three. I think it's two. Yeah, that is ten. <laughs> it's insane. Baby, here I am. I don't give a damn because I entertain them. Got a mic in my left and a honey in my right. And that is enough to make my feel tight. I feel, 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 feel so good to bring my swing to your neighborhood. I'm so, 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 so swing to five. Funky as I am, ain't no weather tonight. Baby, show me one plus one is two. The same shit. This is not titled like remix of Mambo (laughs) Number. So funny. (laughs) (laughs) There is a part of the song where he says the number five with like a sort of tongue planted firmly in cheek, like he's referencing the source of his original star drum. Star drum. He always goes back to what matters. Yes. It's not like years later, like, let's revisit. <laughs> he was like, let's just keep there. doing this over and over again. So, boy, you count on me. Be my beauty on TV. So, get out and set me free. I make you understand. You're my woman. I'm your man. And if it takes it all, I do all that I can. You're my, my, my number one. And not my, my, my number five. So, please, baby, please, it's... baby, please, baby, come. <laughs> baby, come. Get into my life. Show me one. It's uh, insane. <laughs> I think they should play this in schools. <laughs> oh, to learn that. counting? Yeah. I know, you're right. It is it's not weird. three. Yeah, it's he's not like, is, five. It, is it three? Is it two? Well, that's like a... <laughs> I think it's two. That is like a children's entertainer thing at the start, and then uh-huh. he immediately starts swearing and talking about having sex. You're so right, it's but... Like, 
Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, that's it's just a weird mix of like children's humor yeah. and adult themes. It, his whole energy is a bit children's entertainer, right? Like yeah. he's a little bit too dolled up, you know, just like for horny adults. children's <laughs> entertainer. <laughs> uh, oh, that song is so funny. It, is I can't believe it's the same chorus. It's also like yeah. if it's on the it's on the album, and obviously it's probably later than the. I don't remember the sort of track list, but you know, it shows like, oh, he's like evolving now towards interest in monogamy. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I put this on my list. Beautiful. It's a, it's off of uh, the album. Uh, free again, which features the song "A Man Is Not a Woman." <laughs> we have to play that. Yeah, we should listen to some of that. It's like straight up. Is this it? Yeah, Ooh, this is a man is not a woman. One. This is from 2013. It is like 80s comedy level. Men and women are different. Yeah, and it's from a later album. Yes, I like this sort of 60s French vibe. It is a fun. It feels right? like Austin Powers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ages putting makeup when she buys heels to wear just once. She looks into mirrors that are passing by, and when you flunk, she easily detects your lie. She loves okay. to chat. For hours on the phone, she needs to learn gossip already known. And if you hear, let's talk, my dear. You better run for cover. You can change the facts. They act like they act. Mm, they are so different. You can change the truth. There's nothing you can do. Cause a man is not a woman. <laughs> You've got a good point. <laughs> After hearing that, truly, if I get married, I want my entire playlist on the dance floor to just sort of cycle through Willie Bacon's discography. Like, Imagine people dancing to this. People are scatting everywhere. <laughs> I have it on my list that we should listen to a song. Uh, wait, there's also a song on here just called You're a Liar. <laughs> you know what? I thought that was going to be funnier than it it's was. Not I that good. To it. It's like okay. if, if you say she's not beautiful, you're a liar. Oh, that's kind of the gist I see. Of it. Um, oh. But yeah, I was looking at the track names and that one jumped out and I was so excited for him to be mad at a liar. I was waiting <laughs> for the, uh, <laughs> what is it? Uh, Harrison Ford, you're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear some of Ballin'. I have in my notes to skip to like 2.30, which is when I go to the dentist. Nancy Sinatra. Oh, wait, here we go. This is... of all time and like he keeps putting himself in these situations where he has to deliver you need to shut up <laughs> shut up shut up it's like rhythmic it does sound like he's talking oh. to his mom or something <laughs> yeah he that like, lady is a terrible actress where are you can we listen to that again it's yes. too good I, I hadn't heard it yet and it's so so good 
Oh, wait. Hanging out with his boys. I love it. This is the song of the summer. Now it's time for you to shut up. And so from the sound of it, the phone rings, and then she says, like, hello? Is that you? So who's making the call? Like, she answers as if she's getting the call. So it sounds like he, he calls her. Hey, baby, shut up. Just to stir some shit up. Now it's time for you to shut up. Oh, gosh. He's just showing off with the boys with whom he's balling. Hey, baby. True. He's hey, posturing. Boys. Hey, boys, watch me he's call posturing. my girl. <laughs> <laughs> and it's they're his like, aunt. <laughs> they're like, you need to treat her better. <laughs> have you called if you called your girl in front of me and talked to her like that? I would not stand for it. I'm oh, an ally. Brave stuff from top. <laughs> oh gosh. But I speaking of like ally stuff, like I don't feel like Lubega's general vocabulary politics have evolved at all from nineteen ninety nine, and I kind of hope that's the case. He's you very know, it's he's like in a, a, Steve, a Steve Harvey yes. level yeah. of gender dynamics yeah. that he's yeah, got going. Yeah. Yeah, it's women are different, and they're always bothering you when you're trying to ball <laughs> with your boys. boys. And they apparently, based on the last song, want gossip that is known. <laughs> As if that's a phrase that makes sense. <laughs> it's a lot of stretches. That's the most All funny right. thing I've ever heard. Before we get uh, any further into the show, we have a regular segment we have to get to called They Went to Jared, where we go to our friend and foe of the show, Jared Thompson, the owner of the Comedy Attic in beautiful Bloomington, Indiana. Um here are his thoughts on Lou Bega. What's up, y'all? It's this week's they went to Jared. The boys are gonna have a guest on defending Lou Bega. Uh, this is this is tough because I don't really know what to do. Um, uh, I would think you'd have a hard time finding, you know, really very many people that know anything more about him other than the one song. Um, uh, even reading through the Facebook comments, I don't really know what depth of knowledge, you know, I'm going to be interested to hear the guest perspective on this because I mean, maybe I'm just completely off base here, but I, I think this is about as clear cut of a thing as there is in like a one hit wonder. Um, but you know, I think it was, a joke at the time, like the song was never respected at all. And, um, you know, I'm kind of useless with this because I don't have anything more to add than anybody else would, which is nothing like no one would have anything to add here. So, um, you know, I, I guess I'll just let you go. Thanks. Wow. Wow. Jared defaults to the guest. Your response. Oh, I don't actually, so maybe it was a joke. I don't think I agree with the idea that it wasn't respected at the time because I feel like when I think about Lou Bega's legacy, who is still living, by the way, um, if it was a joke, like if he was in on his own joke, it's sort of this like kind of Borat thing where like some people got it, but some people didn't, but like people appreciated it. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Like I feel like Lou Bega then presents the eternal question like, did he think it was funny? Did right. he think he was being an idiot? Was that was he created? Was he sort of satirizing Western society? 
in that. And I think that the mystery is what draws me to him to this day. <laughs> I gotta say, so I, don't I don't think it was a joke. I think you it was. I don't think so. Either. I don't think so at he all. Was I was in, I think, like fifth grade when this song came out, right. and I, it took us all by storm, and not an ironic way. For sure. Like we were all like, "Hell yeah! I can't wait to see." <laughs> What uh, the Vega Man has coming <laughs> up, <man>. cooking up. <laughs> yeah. What's the Hat Man gotten it up his sleeve? What's the Hat Man? He's gonna pull a rabbit out of that hat. I guess right, here's the question that you can both weigh on, and here's what I think is mm-hmm. a, a key question, a discussion topic here: Is would you consider this a novelty song? Now I would. Yes. At okay. this point, I would. I, at the time. Because I would consider like blue to be a novelty song. Oh, like, like I'm, I'm blue. blue. Nobody like Eiffel sixty five is not. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Right. What these was Germans going on this one hit year? They knew how to get our ears for one song only. They got them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like forever. Even well, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I ju- I just think like. I don't think at the time it was novelty. I did think blue was, even though it was fun. There was no way that we were going to care what happened after that. I don't think. Mm. I don't think. I don't feel like they were hardcore Eiffel sixty. I could be wrong, but Bega, I have a feeling he was touring and people were going. You know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh right, probably big international tours too. So yeah. why don't you think this song was a novelty song? And what at the time because it seems like he's pretty genuine that he wanted to do something new and re he wanted to uh, oh, revitalize the intent, the intent mambo was not novelty yes yeah. yes exactly and i think it's become novelty in that it's one it's still a thing that we talk about but it's kind of funny to play it now it's right. not like people aren't putting it on like i'm gonna enjoy some good music <laughs> yeah but i think yeah. when it came out it was very fun and it was like i think people will listen to it genuinely i remember listening to it doing to it genuinely, I would put it on and be like, "This is a great song." It was yeah. on. The, it was on the like the Grammy nominations or something like that. That album that they put out uh, every year or whatever, and I would oh, buy yeah. that. I and I, that too, I'm yeah. pretty sure that I had. I'm pretty sure it was on that album, and I would go to that song and be like, "This is fucking. This is a banger." There was a great, yeah. um, a great little shade in one of the articles I was reading. Where it was talking about an interview he did right before that Grammys where he's like, I mean, it's crazy, you know, just three months ago I was watching these people on TV and now it's like, tonight I could beat Sting. And then in parentheses it said, Sting won the award. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my oh, that Sting was on the album. That's hilarious. Brand new day. Brand, it was like, a brand yeah, new day brand for new day. sure. Yeah, I thought that was so funny. That is <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> it was just like an Arrested Development like narrator. <laughs> he lost to Sting. <laughs> <laughs> See, now thinking about this, I think of like the Macarena. Did you ever watch the music video that came along with that? Uh, of the Macarena? It was like hot that. kind of women. It was like super 90s, obviously, vibe. Yeah, well, I don't women judge women's different. beauty, so I wouldn't <laughs> know about that. But uh. well, I think you need to shut so, up. So, <laughs> like, my, uh, my dad didn't let me watch the music video for the Macarena because it was just like women in scantily clad clothing. But he let us listen to this Mambo number, f- a little bit of Mambo uh, ellipses, by the way. It, like yeah. the, right, the al- album title is a little bit of Mambo dot dot dot. Uh, but he let listen to it in the car. So I don't know. My I think about this too. Like my dad is just like a you know baby boomer man of like an analytic analytic ilk. Like he's pretty. He like gets jokes. He like was also earnestly into Lubega. Right. So he really captured multi-generations. Yeah, for sure. Across yeah. cultural so lines. I don't, think, I don't think even if we were older at that, because like I said, I'm in fifth grade. I don't know what is what, but I, I don't think, I think if I was mm. 
you know, 25 or whatever, I still would have been like, this is good. It would have been so fun. So. Yeah, to be in your 20s and like that comes out at a bar and you're just like, hell yeah. <laughs> well, like with no nostalgia. Just oh, like, yeah. This is the you're new like, thing. This is <laughs> new music. <laughs> this makes- is good new music. <laughs> Um, well remember like LMFAO those songs when those came out those were like party gems but a little bit they were novelty though they were novelty like there was supposed to be it was supposed to be funny I thought I mean, their name yeah. is LMA. Yeah, like, yeah, shots, that's true. That's shots, true. Shots felt like novelty. Yes. Um, there was a. I was in San Jose, California, recently, and there was an old man in a toupee who went up and did party rock at karaoke, and it was the funniest oh thing my I've ever seen. And just like, <laughs> like nailed seriously, it. that's yes, funny. and he just really sold it and nailed it. And oh, it man. was so great. Uh, oh. that's, that's, old, that's the kind of old man I want to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's like, oh, I think you'll get there. <laughs> Uh, let's listen to a little bit of I Got a Girl. Oh, this is my favorite. Okay, it sounds starts, exactly. exactly like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the same fact. I don't got a boy. <laughs> I got a girl <laughs> who is not a boy. It's exactly the same song. <laughs> Some call It's the same type of song. Exactly. The also, I love I got a girl in Vatican Dome. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> You're lying, Lou. That's the Vatican. Vatican. girl is in the back. <laughs> I got a girl in Antarctica. <laughs> no, you don't. I got a girl named John Paul too. <laughs> <laughs> It's so similar. <laughs> he just rhymed Germany with fantasy. Oh, God. <laughs> oh gosh. Let's see. That is the sort of underlying narrative here. Third <laughs> he even does the like record scratch thing in this one again. <laughs> insane uh what a song what a song (laughs) also just like more just like a sort of building on a theme yeah for sure i mean maybe that's you know maybe that's what he's going for yeah because area codes came out who's who's saying area codes i know i got hose oh yeah that was a little later later aughts yeah anyway um oh my gosh i really (laughs) can't get over that vatican Dome line, <laughs> like, dome, yeah. that, uh, okay, he, like, had to do Rome, because, like, what other cities sure. exist or matter, and then, of all rhyming, or, I mean, I guess that's it. Really, right? <laughs> I, I guess so. Damn. He's got girls what everywhere. does it even communicate? It's, I love that it's just the same, all of them, and it's, like, not <laughs> spread across different albums. It's the same album. Well, then he just... says, I got a girl on the moon. <laughs> I got a girl on Mars. I even got a girl that likes to dance on the stars. Wow. <laughs> I've heard of dancing with the stars. <laughs> Boy, have I. <laughs> dancing on the stars. I want to dance on top of the stars. The celebrities, I mean. Uh, and kill the rich. I'm sure some of them would be into it. Those <laughs> twisted freaks. Yeah, that fucking... Uh, I can't remember who's doing it this year. I know there was... Isn't Spicer, Spicer. doing it? Yeah. yeah. But oh, Spicer yeah, like yeah. That. I saw that. Foot fetish fuck. <sighs> Does he have a foot... Where did I that come assume. from? I don't know. Oh, I probably. just made that up. Well, he comes we from feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> 
right. Do Let's you think hear... Lubega's had sex? Like, <laughs> it would be so funny if he was a virgin the whole time. <laughs> He's just all like just an elaborate. Sick. <laughs> oh, my girl, she's uh, on the moon. <laughs> Well, it's probably hard to pick up women and you keep telling them to shut up. (laughs) That might be my favorite clip we've ever played on the show. (laughs) You need to to shut up. And then it echoes. echoes. (laughs) And she has no response. She listens. I, I feel like maybe some of this can be, he, he leans towards sexist a little bit. Here's a song called The Most Expensive Girl in the World. Oh, my God. Oh, I remember what I was Now, Tommy, have you considered getting into the industry of money <laughs> maker? Because <laughs> <Money-making, yeah. laughs> that's that's where the money's at. <laughs> uh, okay, so basically, this is a song about a guy who is trying to he's trying to pick up the most expensive girl in the world. <laughs> this lady wants like lavish things. You'll hear. So it, uh, as you could probably guess, this doesn't end up working out for this guy. Uh, he picks up a girl at the bar. She she wants big things, and he gives everything to her. Have you heard the name Larry like five times echoed I, rhythmically? Like as if it's like a cool no. sentence. No, yeah. was Larry. Well, I, you're you're gonna look the fool in a moment when Larry comes back to bite him in the ass. Literally, looks like a star. Jimmy's out of money. He spent all on his honey. He's searching for a credit, but his friends regret it. He's working at three jobs, but that is not enough to pay all her needs, to pay all her stuff. I saw her later on the luxury ferry, and next to her stood a man, and his name was Larry. God damn! <laughs> oh, fuck! This is like a short story. Yeah. This is a moral story. Aesop's <laughs> <laughs> fable uncovered. Don't buy your girl a butler named Larry. Because <laughs> <laughs> Larry will get Larry's Mr. Steal Your Girl. Oh my gosh. I, I like to picture that like the record label's like, please don't write a song that's just you talking about a woman. And he's like, What if there was a guy named Jimmy? And he talked about women. <laughs> uh, oh, like that's as far as his imagination could go, Jimmy. <laughs> Oh, well, also, just break up with someone if she's toxic, you know? Yeah. That's kind of... You know what I wish he did was one of my my favorite songwriting turn is when... I wish it would have gone like he saw him with a guy and his name was Lou. (laughs) And it turns out he was there the whole time. That would be good. That's the kind of songwriting twist I like. I would like that, too. (laughs) Yeah, he's like... And then he just goes, Mambo, number five. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he was singing a little something like this. And he just, it yeah. gets him back in. 
Um, those were all the songs that I picked out, but are there any that you would uh, like us to hear? Yes. Brittany? Uh, there's one I think of. It's called, I think it's called Tricky Tricky. Okay, yeah. Okay, let's hear some of Tricky Tricky. She likes bars. She likes diamonds, too. She likes stars if they rendezvous. She likes champagne to maintain a style. She likes a man only for a while. She likes success to your bank account. She likes dollars. She likes British pounds. She likes money only in high amounts. Baby's cool. She knows what counts. She likes to pay with credit cards. Ride expensive cars. Stay in the president's suite. And every day she's looking for a man who gives her more to satisfy her needs. She's a soul shaker, troublemaker. She's an undertaker. Sort of dark and gothic for a moment. <laughs> She's complex. She does the suplex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one's listenable for sure. I think as like a 10-year-old awkward girl, uh-huh. I heard these lyrics and I was like, no, this is the kind of siren I want to be right. and I see myself as... <laughs> It just takes Lubega for me to see that in, you know, that 20 one years. I forgot about because there was a few on here that I was like, I I can't keep listening. Like, oh, yeah. I listened to the whole album today and I there was a couple where he keeps saying the same thing. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to throw up if he says yeah. this again. It was really <laughs> making me sick. This song called Beauty on the TV Screen is brutal. Oh, I remember this. I have not heard it in years. <laughs> takes me back. Co-produced by God, his piety <laughs> comes back. Boy, uh, what an oh album! My God. What a time! So there was one in 2013. I just wanted to bring this up before I forget. Oh. Uh, when Lou Reed died, a bunch of people thought that yes. Lou Vega died. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, <laughs> he had to like tweet out that he was still alive. Like, like the world was asking, or they were, I guess. Yeah, he said, "R.I.P. Lou Reed, the genius who took walks on the wild side. Walks on the wild side." P.S. I have been receiving tons of condolences because of a journalist confusing our identities. <laughs> that must be the worst journalist in the world. <laughs> uh, that just uh, that reminds me uh, when we first moved to New York. Um, oh shit! Uh, Tim's already here. Um, when we first moved to New York. I was walking over on the Lower East Side, and I was I was meeting you at a bar somewhere, and I heard on my way into the bar, I heard a guy standing outside go, man, fuck Lubega. And I still, 
<laughs> I still don't know why. Classic New York moment. <laughs> it it, it Maybe really it was, perplexed me. It might have been Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, well, let's jump oh. over to Facebook, another one of our recurring segments. Uh, we have people comment on my Facebook status where I ask people if they've got thoughts about the artists we're talking about. This week, of course, we were talking about Lou Bega, and people did have thoughts. Jared was right. A lot of the thoughts were people being like Mambo number f- like whatever about Mambo number 5. Uh, John P. Nielsen writes more like Who Bega? Am I right? Throw some respect on my man's name. You know what is kind of funny, though? I feel like That's the common saying. Twitter joke is yeah. like, when's Mambo number six coming out? And then it's like, well, the song, he sambled it from, there is a Mambo number yeah, six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's so Mambo, through Mambo number eight. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a bad joke. Um, so shame on you. And you're stupid for doing it. Ryan uh, Moran says, I'm just here for anyone who has thoughts on Lou Bega. Uh, Gary Greenblatt writes, thank God for Lou Bega because Bar Mitzvah DJ... Uh, because, yeah, DJs need songs to play that even uh, Bubby likes. That's fun. Josh O'Neill writes, My first CD I ever owned was the Mambo Number no. 5 single. Second CD was a Radio Disney compilation. And the first track was Lou Bega singing a Mambo Number no. 5 about Disney characters. Wait, can we <laughs> oh, try and find that? Okay, yeah, we gotta find that. There's little... Yeah, there's like little Mickey Mouse heads everywhere. I wish you could see him in this video. He's phoning it in so hard. <laughs> he's like clearly like he's done this too many times now. He kept the Lord in. <laughs> I know. It's weird he kept that That's line. That's what matters to me. <laughs> Wow, that's, that's good. So, so he kept so many of the lyrics the same that it's pretty easy to infer that he is fucking these characters. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of Daisy in the sun. What are you doing, dude? That's a foursome, baby. The trumpet. <laughs> uh, that's bad. I had sex with Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> <laughs> Swam through his come they were going to the pool. Oh boy. Yeah, that's like it really is like the same song. Yeah, he changed so few words. He changed I want to know what his actual reaction was when he was pitched this idea. Yeah. <laughs> what he said. I'm sure it was much like Scrooge McDuck. His eyes turned to coins. <laughs> <laughs> um let's see. Uh Garrett Elzinga writes the conversation. Uh, it's a great pieces movie. on a little bit of uh, Mambo uh, are so incredibly cringe-inducing. Ice cream, one plus one equals two, and behind stage will make both Toms go what the fuck, for sure. That's funny. I did not see this comment before, but we didn't play ice cream, but uh, maybe we can listen to it on the way out. Um, huge guilty pleasure because I grew up listening to the CD on repeat uh, that whole summer, but looking back, it really makes me roll my eyes. Uh, let's see. Charlie Vergos writes, uh, him doing Mambo number no. five at the Macy's Thanksgiving parade was the moment I learned mm-hmm. all the performances were lip synced. Also, I love that song. 
Uh, Kelly McKinney writes, In grammar school, my childhood best friend Jessica loved the song because it said her name. That's all I got. Um, Between this and Freakalik, it was a golden age. Oh, <laughs> that's true. Just <laughs> naming women. We could just name a bunch of that women. Freakalik, I'm going to say it better. Wow. I, like, I love Freakalik. I think it is between. Tim, what do you, Tim, what do you got? Freakalik versus Mambo number five. What else would we debate? <laughs> Freakalik. Yeah, you are. Right. Brittany, what do you think? Well, I'm yeah. standing ground. Mambo number five man over here. Damn. <laughs> hey, a woman is not a, not a man. <laughs> Right, same right, time. That's it. That's it. What a show! Uh, <laughs> this was so fun. This yeah. was a great time. What a show in parentheses ellipses. Like. <laughs> I, yeah, let's let's play ice cream on uh, as we do plugs and get on our way. For out. sure. Um, I don't think we need to rate this playlist. It's obviously five. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think we need to shut up. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's hear a little bit of ice cream in the sun. Well, we do. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, Brittany, is there anything you want to plug when uh, we get this going? No, I have different shows coming up in New York City. I guess I post my shows at, um, at on Instagram at uh, Brittany underscore Carnage. Uh, yeah, that's where to find me. Hell yeah. This is ice cream, by the way. I want to hear the beginning. Onto the sea. There's some Calypso. <laughs> I will be at the Big Hunt in D.C. the first weekend of October, so come out to that. Also, I'm hosting a new show in Bushwick uh, called Good God that is very fun. We just had David Cross on it. The next one is October 22nd at uh, 8.30pm at the Sultan Room and we've got Aparna Nanchurla, Chris Gethard, uh, Daniel Simonson, uh, I believe it's the it's AJ Holmes is the name of the man who we got Broadway star ah. uh, from uh, Book of Mormon um, Whoa, cool. and South Park writer. Uh, wow! So yeah, come to that; it'll be very fun. Um, is he Tom- gonna do Carmen? <laughs> God, I hope so. He's so funny. It's like not even what he does. We just make him do, do it. Carmen. He's like not even good at it. <laughs> um, this will probably come on Thursday. I'm on yes. a show called Too Many Cooks Tonight. I got. Um, Oh, one thing that you should watch, Mary Houlihan did this episode of yes. Chris Gethard Presents that was so funny. I have a tiny part in it, but you should watch it because she's amazing and the whole show is so funny. So I highly recommend that. Love Houlihan. So uh, past guest. Yes. Um, check out the Patreon. and uh, you We're know about what? to record one. We're about to record one with Tim. He just got back from Europe. Uh, all right. Keep it crispy. Thanks, Brittany. <laughs> Thank you both. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, this is so fun. Waiting on a saddle to ride. <laughs> We're gonna do a thing that's mega. I'm having way more sex than them kitties playing the Sega. Make me Sega, I'm dictating the game, and I don't stop until you scream out my name. Kitties playing Sega?